Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, encounterchurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. I'm ready to jump into this morning's message. We are going to look at God's Word as we continue in this series that we're calling Our Risen Hope. Why are we calling it that? Because Jesus changed everything when he rose from the grave. Jesus is our risen hope. Jesus is our foundation. Now, I touched on our text for this morning a little bit last week, but as I began to process through this message, I really wanted to take the time to dig into the book of Psalms, chapter 91. I want to process through that together. In fact, I'm going to read it in its completion right now. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Uh, you can find all the notes for today on the Version app. Just make sure you search for Encounter Church Sedalia, and that'll be under the Events tab. Now, I wanted to take some time today to look at the entire chapter, chapter 91. I wanted to look at it in its full context. I wanted to process through and kind of teach my way through that section of scripture. But as I began to prepare the message, I came up with seven points and four subpoints very quickly, knowing full well that as I process through that, that would become even greater. I've chosen just to look at the first three verses today. By the way, you're welcome. Uh, we're not going to process through the entire 16 verses, but we're just going to look at the first three verses, but I do want to read it in its completion. Would you join with me as I read it? Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid. Look at the person sitting next to you and say, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how, wicked, how the wicked are punished. Verse 19, if you make the Lord your refuge and if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue you who love me. Let me say that again. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. 
When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. This morning, I want to look at the very first portion of this section of Scripture. I want to ask two questions regarding Psalm 91 this morning. The first question that I want to ask is this. Is this promise given for everyone? In Psalm chapter 91, is the promise that is laying before us, is that promise given for everyone? Now, to answer this question, it's rather tricky, rather complex, because the answer is really yes and no. It's yes and no. Look at verse 1. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So again, the answer is yes and no. Let me explain. Yes, it is made available to everyone But no, not everyone will qualify. Let that sink in for a moment. God makes this promise available to every single person. Yet not everyone will qualify to receive the promise. Again, let me explain. We must be willing to make the Lord our refuge. We must be willing to live in the shelter of the Almighty. We must be willing to make Him our everything. There are those, in fact, that will choose not to live in the shelter of God. You see, the word live, by definition, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, is to occupy a home or to dwell, to occupy a home or to dwell. With that being said, let me ask you a personal question. Do you personally have a desire to allow the presence of God to be your dwelling place? Do you? Do you have a a desire on the innermost part of your being to allow the presence of God to be your dwelling place? I want to say something that's very candid here. If your answer is no, then this promise does not apply to you. Simple as that. If the answer to that question, if you have no desire whatsoever to make the Most High your dwelling place, if you do not desire to rest in the Almighty, then this promise is not yours to receive. However, if you have a desire to allow your residence to be the very presence of God, then buckle up. Because God has some incredible news just for you today. Now, what is the immediate promise that we see? Let's read it again. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find what? Say it with me. Rest. They will find rest in the shadow 
of the Almighty. If you choose to live, to reside, to dwell in the shelter of the Most High God, then rest is in your future. Now, that's really good news. Rest is for you to receive. Do you need rest in your life today from the stress of life? from the uncertainty of life. Do you need God to step in to your situation? Then begin to dwell in the shelter of the Most High God. Time and time and time again, throughout the Bible, we read that men and women make a choice to step out of their situation, to step out of their circumstance and step in and begin to dwell in the very presence of God. And each and every time when they make this choice to dwell in the presence of the Most High God, their entire environment changes. The situation in which they are dwelling shifts. Why? Because the presence of God takes over. They choose to allow God to consume their situation and their environment changes. So I challenge you today, in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of this mass pandemic, the coronavirus, I challenge you, do not allow your environment to be complete isolation and loneliness, but choose to dwell in the shelter of the Most High God. And and just watch, just watch what God begins to do. Spend time looking for opportunities of connection. Maybe, maybe that's spending time in the Word of God, and quite honestly, let me tell you how I do it. Sometimes I read from the paper Bible, my material Bible as I have in my hand. Other times I'll go to the YouVersion app and I'll let it read it to me and I'm following along and now I'm really digesting what's going on and I hear that, that voice and it's resonating inside of me and I hear the Word of God begin to penetrate the very core of who I am. Maybe you need to spend some time in the Word of God and allow Him to be your shelter today. Maybe you haven't spent time in prayer. Well, Pastor, I really don't know how to pray. Do you know how to talk? If you know how to talk, you know how to pray. You see, prayer is not a a magical list of words, special words, or anything like that. Prayer is just telling God what's happening in your life. Maybe right now you need to say, God, I'm really frustrated. God, I I feel all alone. God, I, I feel like I'm so distant from all of reality right now. Lord, would you consume me with your presence? Lord, I don't know what my next step looks like. Lord, I don't know where my groceries are coming from. God, I, I've lost my job this week. God, I'm facing this dilemma. Lord, I'm not feeling well. God, all of these things are going in my life. God, fear has overwhelmed me. Would you just tell God how you feel? We read, read it this morning. He's listening to your heart's cry. He's listening to what you're going through in your life. Maybe you need to spend some time reaching out to those in your community. Maybe reaching out to your friends or those in the church. Calling them on the phone, FaceTiming them, praying with them, just sending them a little text of encouragement. Spending time looking for ways 
to allow the Lord's presence to lead you and to guide you. I challenge you today, look for opportunities to dwell in the presence of the Most High God. Who is this promise for? It's for those that take shelter in God. It's for those that, that hang out in His presence. It's, it's for those that, that long for His embrace. That's who the promise is for. But our, our second question is this. Who is the giver of the promise? Who's giving this promise to those that take shelter in God? Well, in verse 2, the psalmist makes a very strong, powerful claim. Yes, he states that rest is available to those that dwell in the shelter of the Most High. But then he goes on to say this. This I declare of the Lord. This I declare of the Lord. Now let me remind you, all of God's promises are yes and amen. In other words, they've been fulfilled by Jesus Christ. By what he has done. And now the psalmist says, I declare all of this of the Lord. Now it's interesting, in 16 short verses, the psalmist here uses four different names for God. So I want to take some time very quickly. I want to look at those names. It would be easy for us to bypass that and, and go on into other sections of the Scripture. But I think it's important that we understand the heart behind the psalmist as they were pinning these words and they were crying out to God and not just looking at the Almighty, but all characteristics, all aspects of God Almighty. Four names of God. Number one, the Most High. This is the word Elion, Elion, the Most High. With this name, the psalmist is saying that our God is far superior to any threat that we could ever face in life. I don't know about you, but I love that. Those that take shelter in the Most High God, the God that is far superior to any threat that we could ever face in life, that's good news. It's in that portion of God that we find our rest. That includes during a global pandemic like COVID-19. We may be in a time of social isolation. You may be laid off work right now. You may be fighting sickness in your body, maybe even the coronavirus. But I want you to know that the God we serve is, in fact, the Most High God. He is far greater than any threats we could ever experience in life. There is no one greater than Him. He is the Most High. I would challenge you, I would encourage you today, as you are listening to this message, as you are listening to this service, Take some time and turn to God in the midst of the discouragement, in the midst of the distress of life. Turn to Him in your time of need. Begin to find rest in the shelter of the Most High God. Would you receive your rest today? See, the psalmist didn't stop by calling God the Most High he goes on and later on in verse 1 to call him the Almighty, El Shaddai, the Almighty. Do you know what that word really means? 
It means the all-sufficient God, literally meaning infinitely able. That's awesome. My God, my almighty God is infinitely able. There is nothing that he can't do. He is an all-sufficient God. He is not limited by the things that we face in life. He was not thrown off by the coronavirus. He is not limited by my ability or my lack of ability. He is not limited to time or space. He is a strength that we need in times of weakness. He is the courage that we need in times of fear. He is the hope that we need in the midst of despair. He is the resolve that we need in this time of a worldwide pandemic. I would challenge you today to begin to find rest in the shadow of our all-sufficient God. Yes, He is Elohim. He is far superior. He is the Almighty. He is all-sufficient. Yet He is also Lord. This is Jehovah. This is the proper name of God, literally meaning the existing one. This is the covenant-making God that is always faithful to fulfill His promises. Again, His promises aren't based upon situations. Our hope is not based upon circumstances. Our hope is not based upon the world around us, good health or financial prosperity. Our hope is based upon the promises of God, Jehovah, that they are fulfilled in and through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, you remember our text from last week? If you missed last week's message, I would encourage you, go back and watch that message. But we talked about a time when God was speaking directly to Joshua. Joshua was experiencing a transition of leadership, and, and fear perhaps had stricken Joshua. And time and time again, God looks at Joshua and says, Don't be afraid. Instead of fear, grab a hold of your strength. Grab a hold of courage. Be strong and courageous. Why? Because Jehovah is with you. The existing one is here. I want you to know that Jehovah is with you today. The Lord hears your heart's cry. The, the Lord hears your concern. The Lord feels your pain. He sees your tears. The existing one is here for you. Would you take residence in him see the same promise that god made to joshua that day is the same promise that is available to us that take shelter take residence in the almighty god to those who choose to receive a connection with god a connection that's more than just a weekend engagement listen carefully the relationship that God wants to have with you is not just a Sunday morning for an hour and 15 minute relationship. God desires for you to take residence. That means you receive all of your mail, all your deliveries, everything in His presence. 
God desires a relationship with you that's 24-7. A daily encounter with Him. And in that moment, He promises that He will be there. If you have not yet given your life to Jesus, can I just tell you, He's knocking at the door of your heart right now. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Now is your time to turn to God. Would you receive Him today? There is nothing more that He wants but to take residence in your life. I invite you, I encourage you, give your life to Jesus. And the fourth name that we see in these 16 verses in Psalm 91 is the name My God, Elohim, my God. This, this name refers to the powerful God whose greatness and glory surpasses anything we could ever imagine. Grab a hold of that. His greatness and His glory surpasses, it's far greater. In fact, the Bible says that God can do infinitely more than we could ever imagine. God far surpasses anything that we can comprehend in life. But I find it interesting that as the psalmist is pinning this psalm, he doesn't just say Elohim, he doesn't just say God, but he says, my God, my Elohim, my glorious God that far surpasses anything that I face in life. Why is this so important? Because this God of greatness, this God that is full of glory, is not some distant, far-off God that is sitting up in heaven and He's looking, he's, He's scouring through the earth and He's looking for people to mess up just so He can smite them just so he can take his big God-sized thumb and and smash them. That's not the God that I serve. I serve a God that is a loving God, a God that wants to forgive, an all-powerful God that desires a relationship with each and every one of us. But I hear you. Well, Pastor, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know the choices I've made. I don't, but God does. And God tells us in His Word that He loves this world so much that He sent Jesus to die on the cross. That even while we were still sinning, even while we were still messing up, He sent Jesus to die for you. That's how much God loves you today. That's how much He wants to be your God, your Elohim. That's how much he wants a relationship with you today. He wants to hear your cry, to comfort you in your need, to be your supply. God desires to have a deep personal relationship with those that desire to dwell in his shelter. This most high, all-sufficient Existing, powerful God invites every one of us today to have communion with Him for a real and personal 
relationship. You see, in Psalm 91, we see that he shelters us in his protection, but he also supplies exactly what we need when we need it. He gives us what we need when we need it in life. There's another name for God that's not mentioned in Psalm 91, but I want to share it with you today. It's found in the book of Genesis. A man by the name of Abraham uh, is put to a test. You see, Abraham loves God. Abraham had been promised a son, Isaac. And Abraham had waited so many years to receive this promised child. God had told him that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars through Isaac. Yet there's a predicament that Abraham faces. You see, God tells him to do something that seems absolutely crazy. And this is where we get the name Jehovah Jireh. This is the name the Lord will provide. God told Abraham to take Isaac up to the mountain that he would direct him to. And there, Abraham was to sacrifice his son. I know that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what would Abraham do? Now, let me remind you how things have gone up to this point. Abraham waited, are you ready for this? 100 years for this child. 100 years for Isaac to come. Abraham wasn't always patient. But that's another sermon for another time. I don't have time to process that. But regardless, Abraham was facing a dilemma. God tells him to take this long-awaited son to the mountain that he would direct him to and sacrifice him there. So Abraham grabs Isaac, he grabs some wood, and he grabs two servants, and they head out on a journey. Let me read what happens. Genesis chapter 2, 22 rather, 22. Abraham says, take your, God says, take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the mountain of Moriah, the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Now look at that. He just tells him the region to go to, but he doesn't tell him what mountain yet. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for the fire for a burnt offering and set out to the place God had told him about. On the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. Look at the faith that Abraham has. He has faith that Jehovah Jireh, that the Lord will provide. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulders while he himself carried the knife and the fire. As the two of them walked together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide the sheep. And they both walked on together. Some of you right now in the midst of this 
coronavirus, you don't know where to turn. You're in this moment of uncertainty. Isaac was in a moment of uncertainty. He's carrying the wood, and dad's got the fire, and dad's got the knife, and he's seen the sacrifice before. He knows how this is supposed to work, and there's an uncertainty going on in his mind. And Abraham, carrying the knife in his hand, no doubt numerous times over the last three days of journey, he looked down at that knife and thought, the Lord must provide. The Lord must provide provide you may be in your situation and you're thinking much the same i don't know what to do i don't know where to turn but the lord must provide how's it go on to read it says when they arrived at the place where god had told them abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it then he tied his son isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood and abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice at that moment come on look at that as Abraham was faithful, as Abraham was trusting God, as Abraham was reliant to follow the commands of God, at that moment, the angel of the Lord called out from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Do not lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by the horns in the thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham named the place, you guessed it, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. So how does this apply to our lives amongst the coronavirus, this pandemic that we're experiencing, this mass hysteria that has stricken our world? That's a great question. I believe it forces us to ask ourselves the very same question that perhaps Abraham asked himself. Here's the question. What will you trust in more, God or your situation? Would you ask yourself that question today? What am I going to trust in more? Am I going to trust in, in God in, in the midst of this uncertainty, in, in the midst of not knowing what tomorrow holds, in the midst of all the fear that is striking our culture? Am I going to trust in God more, or am I going to trust in the situation around me? Or maybe this question comes to mind, what do I love more, God or my comfort? What do you love more? Do you love God or your comfort more? I will say to you today, dwell in the place where God resides. It is in the place that it's in that place that you will find all that you need. If Abraham would have gone to another hillside, if Abraham would have gone to another area rather than the area that God instructed him to go to, he would have never found the ram in the thickets. He would have never found the sacrifice to take Isaac's place. It may not have been the way that Abraham thought it would go, but here is what I've discovered. There's always a resolve with God. 
God always has a plan, and that plan includes your rescue. God always has a plan, and that plan includes your rescue. Look at verse 3 of Psalm 91. For He, or God, will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. God will protect you from every trap. Did you hear this? God desires and promises to rescue you and protect you. Now, does that mean that you will never face any problems in life? That you will never face any struggles? No, you're going to have issues. Because life is not always fair. Life doesn't always play fair. You may get sick. You may have issues. There may be a shortage of this or with that. Sometimes you have to go through the fire of life. It's in that time that we learn to really trust in God. You can look at the story in the Old Testament of, of three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They found out that even in the midst of the fire, God is there. See, life is full of difficulties. But according to the psalmist, even in the midst of the difficulties of life, we can cling to God. The 23rd Psalm, a, a psalm that oftentimes I will read as a, a word of encouragement to somebody. Verse 4 says this, even when I walk through the darkest valley. Some translations say, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's a dark valley. Even when I walk through the darkest valleys, I will not be afraid. How can I make this claim? How can the psalmist make this claim? For you, God, are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Even when I walk through uncertainty of life, even when everything around me is so very dark, even when I face the fear of the coronavirus, even when I face the fear of a pandemic, I don't have to be afraid. Because I know that I know that I know that my God, the all-sufficient one, the all-powerful one, that my God walks beside me in the brink of darkness, in the midst of death's door, even when I don't know what to do, even when I run out of necessities, even with social isolation, I don't have to fear because God is with me. He's guiding me. He's protecting me. He's encouraging me. I, I challenge you this week, process through the 23rd Psalm. Let God speak to you through it this week. In all of this, it tells me that in the dark days of life, God's still faithful. That God's plan is to develop us, to form us. That God has a plan to mold us and shape us. Even in our brokenness, He steps in to comfort. Even in our uncertainty, God is 
still there. Whatever you need, I want you to know that, that God is the answer. Would you rest in the shadow of the Most High today? It starts very simply. Lord, here I am. Take my life. Forgive me. Make me brand new. Come in and lead me. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Would you do that today? Would you receive Jesus as your Savior? Would you take residence in the shelter of God today? If you're giving your life to Jesus for the very first time, in the comment box right now, there's a, a link that you can go to. If you'll fill out that link, or maybe you want to email us here at the church, info at encounterchurch.ag, or call the church office. We would love to pray for you. We have some material for you. We want to encourage you. We want to help you in this journey with the Lord Most High. Maybe you've already given your life to Christ. Maybe you just find yourself in the midst of the darkness of life. Can I challenge you today? You have nothing to fear. Yes, difficulty may arise. Yes, you may face opposition in life. But God is still faithful. God is still the Almighty. God is still on the throne. In and through all of this, even as we journey through the darkest days of life, God is still here for you. Would you surrender completely to Him today? Would you trust in Him? Let God bring you rest. Let's pray. God, I pray for every person that's watching today. Lord, I pray that these weren't just words, but Lord, I pray that it's your words that penetrate our heart. Lord, I pray that you will raise up those that have found themselves distracted or taken off course. Lord, for those that are coming to you for the very first time, Lord, I celebrate with them. I celebrate with all of heaven right now. Lord, for those that are embracing you right now, God, would you shelter them? Would you cover them? Would you give them rest right now? Would you equip them, God? Would you be Jehovah Jireh for them right now? Lord, we thank you. And we praise you, Lord, that in and through it all, you are our risen hope. We give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me speak one more word to you today. I just want to encourage you. Let God be your foundation. Don't try to do this by yourself. You weren't created to do this alone. You were created for a relationship with Him, and you were created for community. Reach out to those around you via social media or FaceTime or text or phone calls or some way. Reach out to those around you and be a source of hope for them as they in turn are a source of hope.
for you. You can help us out by sharing this video, sharing this post. Let's get the word out that there is hope in the midst of darkness, that God is still there, that God's still on the throne. Thank you so much, guys. I so look forward to the time when we can gather again together. But until that moment, please know we're praying for you. We're petitioning heaven on your behalf. Lead strong, lean upon God, and let him be your rest. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless.